The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. If it's the weekend, it's time to have fun with your pet. But when it comes to technology, apps, and what's hot, you don't want to waste money or waste your or your pet's time. Welcome to Pet Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. In today's show, Lorian and her guests will keep you in the know to keep your pet happy as well as you and your family. Now here's your host, Lorian Clemens. Happy Saturday, pet lovers. So happy you can join us today on Pet Lover Geek. January is National Train Your Dog Month, and that's our focus today. Because, frankly, having a well-trained dog is super-duper important, as anyone who has witnessed a poorly behaved canine can tell you. It's important for safety. It's important for social interactions. It's important for health. It's all around important for every part of your pet's life to be well-trained. And though it's, it's not necessary to have a dog who has a college degree in tricks and on-command behavior... It is necessary for you and your dog to have good training for good behavior so that you, your dog, and everyone that interacts with your dogs will have a healthier, safer life. So... I also am a proponent of practicing continual training throughout the dog's life. It's not just about when they're puppies. It's when they get older as well. And today, we are going to take a look at some of the really great tools that are out there in the tech world that can help you do just that. Train both your young dogs and your dogs as they continue to grow older. And, uh, you know, I, I wanted to say this too, that as I'm sure you know, pretty much everything you could ever want to learn is available online. You can just say... YouTube search and you'll find a video about how to do almost anything as long as it's fairly basic. But unfortunately, we can't set our dogs up in front of the laptops and say, okay, sweetie pie, I want you to watch this video a few times and then learn that trick for me. Okay, buddy, I'm going to be back and I'll give you a treat if you can learn how to do it. Okay. Yeah, it just doesn't work that way. (laughs) So dog training is something that's interactive, real time, in person, and there is no replacement for that human canine bond that happens during either an at-home training time or sessions and classes with a professional trainer. But that doesn't mean that there aren't some really cool tech tools that are out there to help you with your mission to have a well-behaved pup. And to help us get started today, I've invited Jamie Migdahl to join us. Jamie is a nationally recognized expert. She's got over 20 years in the industry. She's also the founder of FetchFind, which is the newest, hottest tool in online training for humans in the pet space. Jamie, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, lady. I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for asking me. I'm honored. Oh, I'm so excited to have you here. Um, now, Jamie, you've, uh, not, not to call you old or anything, because you're certainly not, but uh, <laughs> you, you've been in the train, dog training industry for about two decades, and I know that you've seen a lot of progress, a lot of new developments in how we train our canine companions. So if I'm a dog, uh, dog parent who just loves technology, I love bringing technology tools into my life, what kind of standout technology-based tools or resources are out there that you would recommend for training my dog? Well, first of all, um, I love what you said earlier, which is there's no stand-in for touch, for energy, for 
uh, voice, for affection, for, you know, all of those kind of um, things that we give and we get when we're just in the same room with our animals. Um, and so I think that it's really important when we're talking about uh, technology and talking about using technology in a dog training environment that, like, we really do take a step back because I, for one, just like you, I love technology. I love apps. I love anything that creates efficiency in life. Yeah, and totally. right like I mean there's just so much to be said about that and especially for busy folks like yourself mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, like me and so many people that we know it's so tempting just to go find the kind of newest best thing around any kind of husbandry or care for our pets mm-hmm. um, so I always you know when people ask this question and it's a very common question what's the best app or what's the best dog training tool that I can get that's cool that you know that works with my Fitbit or works with my you know whatever right um you know, my answer always is, how about this? Let's take a step back first. And if you're going to want to use technology to work on some sort of modification, dog training, behavior, um, you know, trying to change something or trying to teach something, first start with yourself, which I know is probably not what you expected me to say. We didn't really talk about this in our pre-conversation. No, it's but- Yeah, I mean, I feel like the great thing about technology and the era in which we live is that there's so much great information out there, which, you know, in the old days, it was sitting down and having to read a book or listen to a book on tape and try to absorb that information kind of the old fashioned pedagogically, there was only kind of a one dimensional way of learning that. Mm -hmm. And now, given that we do have technology, and there's so many great things, you can actually, you know, I believe starting with yourself, uh, meaning the pet owner mm-hmm. or the guardian, starting with yourself and using that technology to teach yourself about animal behavior and about how your dog thinks and learns. That's where I like to see technology used. When it comes to actually training the dogs, I, you know, I don't really see a lot of technology that's helpful. I have a couple of things that, I, that I'll talk about that you that you prepped that you prepped me to to start thinking about. One thing would be um, so so we'll get back to talking about teaching ourselves. I think a little bit later, maybe. But sure. if to answer the question, um, you know, what do I like? If someone is insistent on like, what's really cool? Something I can use to train my golden retriever puppy. So low tech first, meaning a clicker. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is technology, right? Hey, it's mechanical. <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. Uh, I mean, I feel like that's like, you know, that's some like good technology. There's like, you know, there's timing involved and there's something that's outside of your own body. And like, and like you said, it's mechanical. It's, it's something that someone created and produced and manufactured. And like, that's still what technology is. So I think it's an app too that you can that has the clear sound that's what I was gonna say exactly so if you that's exactly right so you can use if you want if, if you think of that if you're cool accepting that as technology then you can for sure find something in the app store whether you're Android or iOS that mimics that clicker sound that you can use to mark that behavior so which is a whole nother conversation of course what does marking behavior mean it's just how we you know train stuff right, um, right. And giving the dog some cues and pairing it with food and things but but yes so clicker training and there is you know the low tech use a clicker in your hand or the higher tech getting an app um to mimic that sound as far as apps are concerned there are a couple of great apps that i think are you know they're kind of the hybrid of teaching yourself slash teaching your dog mm-hmm. uh using it for your dog my favorite app um has been for many years and continues to be sue sternberg's dog park assistant um have you heard of this i have not but you're going to give me the link and i can share it with our listeners yeah so it's um you can go to greatdogproductions.com and for anyone i don't know if you know who sue sternberg is but she's 
I don't know how to even talk about her uh, without, you know, just being really kind of over the top, um, you know, kind of uh, bowing to her. Um, (laughs) She's the mother, the grandmother. She's the, I'm sure she'd hate me for referring to her that way, but she's really the the foremost thinker um, as far as it relates to rescue dogs. She runs a shelter out um, in the East Coast. She's just done as far as research and writing and presenting is concerned for dog behavior um, assessments for dogs, temperament testing, shelter care, enrichment training, um, and then just social social ability. She's really, I mean, she's for sure, I, I think, the leading expert in the world around this. Mm-hmm. And so she took all of that and a few years ago created an app called, again, Dog Park Assistant, knowing that even though dog parks are not really what we as dog professionals like to see people relying on as a as a socializing um, tool, uh, we know people use it, and Sue knows that as well. So she said, "Well, if you can't beat them, join them." And so she, <laughs> right. <laughs> right? So Put she the said, solutions where the problems are. Exactly. Exactly. That's a really awesome way of putting it. Um, so, Dog Park Assistant is, I think, probably one of the one of my favorite apps in, in the uh, available. And I, there's a lot of other apps that I like too. I've got a whole folder on my phone, you know, dog apps. I call and I just kind of throw them in there, and I look at them. And I think there's some really good stuff. But again, you know, getting back to the the thesis here is that it's not really about the dog. It's always about informing yourself and using right, that the technology. Human. Yeah, right? Like we're supposed to use the technology to make life better, and we can do that by by making our dog's life better. But there are, but that said, right? So taking that whole kind of, um, taking that whole, that whole set of, of, you know, technology as far as education and information and and application aside, Mm -hmm. there are some tools that I really like. Um, I feel like you know, I mean, you know Amanda with Pet Tutor, right? Yes, actually, she's going to talk with us in a little bit on this show. Oh my God, that's so funny. Okay, so... That's a piece of technology that I really like. Um, I think she's I think she's doing a terrific job uh, with that model. Um, I also like as a, an extension of what she's doing. There's a company called Pup Pod. Do you know Eric from Pup? I know Eric very well too. We okay. actually tried, we actually <laughs> tested with that. Uh, our, our dog Uller tested with that, and we've actually talked about that on a show a couple of episodes ago. And it's one of the things that we're going to be talking with Amanda on. So we love that product too. So excited! Great minds think alike. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So then that's, I mean, so that's where I would say that's the application as far as like kind of how it would touch an animal one-to-one touching technology Yeah. tool, like those kind of like smart dog training tools, mm-hmm. which is very different as just a quick comment, um, is that very different than an electric collar or a shot collar or an e-collar. Yeah. That's what I wanted. So I wanted to ask you, so there are gadgets that are out there that, mm-hmm. you know, sound great, but they really should be avoided. Yeah. Like like what you're talking about with the shock yeah. collars and things like yeah. that. Absolutely. Um, yes, they should be avoided. Um, I mean, I don't have much more to add other than avoid them. Yeah, uh, there's, there, now, there's some out there, and I just want to ask you real quick. I mean, sure, I don't sure, throw sure. This out no, you, no, I'm being, I'm being facetious. I mean, well, I'm happy to engage the conversation. Well, so, so, so there are a lot. I mean, I personally, I've seen the damage that shock collars can do. So there's a, some uh, new tools. In fact, we talked about one last week on the show that are more of a, a vibration or use mm-hmm. sound uh, mm-hmm. to give cues. What, do you th- what are your thoughts on those kind of uh, collar-based tools for training? 
So I'd say a couple of things. Number one, um, obviously, do no harm is the is the is the mantra as far as doctrining is concerned. So assuming that there is no pain involved, I think that it's worthy of a conversation and exploration. Um, but the problem with those collars is that folks, people who are using them, you're st- you know, it's really important that you grasp the basis of basics of timing and behavior modification and reinforcement and punishment. And so on. Unfortunately, I think what ends up happening sometimes, and I would even go so far to say a lot of times, mm-hmm. is that people get um, they get romanced by the idea of a collar like this, and they don't use it properly because it takes a lot of time to become a really good dog trainer and work mm-hmm. on your time. And I think that people get um, I think people get a, like a sense of what's that word when you have like false a false sense, the false security, sense of security. Mm-hmm. right? Yep. And I do think that those kind of tools can lend itself to that and I feel like they also become replacements for that stuff that we talked about early on in our conversation um, of that one-to-one you know that one-to-one connection and that and that right. and that learning that happens so so for that reason it's still not my favorite thing now for deaf dogs and blind dogs I think that there's something to be said and I've used collars for deaf and blind dogs because they don't have you know all of their faculties as far as sensory is concerned mm-hmm. and I do think that those collars are great tools and I just want to say one more thing about that too is that in my whole dog training career, whatever, you know, 20 years, whatever, I've probably trained, I don't know, 30, 40,000 dogs legitimately. Yeah. Um, between, <laughs> you know, between classes and private lessons and shelter work and, you know, whatever, and fostering and all in my own dogs, et cetera. Um, and I, I did use an e-collar one time in my life. Um, like, I, it was like a very shameful moment. I like went to Petco, PetSmart, and like, Ball, like I didn't want any of my. It was like the kind of thing I couldn't like. I couldn't order from like our supplier, right? Because they would know I was ordering it. Right. And so like I snuck off to one of these stores and like you know put a paper bag over my head and sunglasses and like bought it. <laughs> and, like snuck out of the store and like went to my client's house and we used it. But I'll tell you why I used it. I used it because it was either that or they were going to euthanize their very nice dog because the dog had a terrible prey drive for and wanted to kill their cats and probably would have killed their cats. In fact, I'm I'm certain they they were great managers um, meaning they managed the household really well so the cats stayed whatever they did a great job but it was going to happen I mean they had this dog they I forget I can't remember even how the animals came together under one roof I think it was they were getting married or something if something I remember like correctly that, yeah. but again but point, back back to that you know if you're going to use a tool like that which can be dangerous if not used properly use it very, with a professional use it right. with a professional definitely that's right and, and speak, that's right Speaking right. of professionals, I want to just because we're cause, you know we're running nice job, Orient, but transition. Um, <laughs> tell us about Fetch Find because sure. this is something that for, for both pet parents and for pet care professionals has a lot of really great stuff uh, to help us be better pet parents. Tell tell us a little bit about Fetch Find. Sure, I'd love to. And, you know, obviously, I'm grateful to have the chance to talk about it because it is just totally amazing. Um, all right, so FetchFind is um, an e-learning uh, platform. So e-learning meaning online learning, mm-hmm. um, electronic learning. So we have courses in our platform that are utilized primarily by people who own pet businesses, so daycares and dog walking companies and veterinarians. Um, they use our courses to train their staff. 
And by having a better trained staff, you have lower, you have higher retention, you have better quality of care, more consistency. So our primary goal when we created our product and created FetchFind as a, as a, as a tool, it was for the 125,000 pet care businesses in the U.S. who all have some major turnover issues and hiring issues. We thought if we can give them a really easy to use tool, um, an online learning tool that is easy on mobile, really quick videos, really entertaining, et cetera, that we would be able to create some impact. And we have been able to. So that's our primary goal is that we sell to businesses. Now, that said, we also have a couple of products that are, like you just said, for, you know, people who really want to geek out on their dogs or just really want to get a better understanding of how dogs learn or where they evolved from or what have you. So we have lots of courses um, that are also applicable for, you know, anybody that loves that loves pets so fetch find is um available for everyone to make their life better around working and living with pets fantastic and and a lot of the stuff correct me if i'm wrong a lot of the stuff is free to pet parents right Yep, we have a lot of free content um, for pet parents. For And listen, for pet businesses, we have a subscription for all of our content, which is at this point almost, I don't know, 70 or 80 courses deep, and we add a new course every week. And it's $59 a month for unlimited users and unlimited content. So even though it's not free, if you're a pet business and you're running, you know, you're running a business of any size, when you think about a cost, something as low as 59 bucks a month to train your entire staff right. on everything from customer service to body language to how dogs learn I mean it's just it's an incredible tool in fact we've had uh, you know out of all the customers that we've acquired since we launched you know eight or nine months ago we've had zero uh, zero drop-off that's which fantastic. is you know for a tech company that's a really oh, big that's that's huge and and so like a pet parent like I love the fact that you said how a dog thinks because that's really key to being able to train a dog is knowing understanding how a dog thinks that's the only thing that's important, which again goes back to our main point, I think, of this whole really, really important conversation, which you can use a million apps, a million tools, a million collars, a million cool toys. But if you don't understand, take the time, take 20 minutes to learn about what a dog, you know, what, what really genetically they're made of mm-hmm. and what their what their true motivations are and really how opportunistic and how just silly that is and how you can use that, you know, use that to your benefit. That's um, that's that's the stuff that I think is most important. So I love how you just brought that full circle around to your initial point, which was the best way to approach training a dog is to look in the mirror, work on yourself first, use a great tool like FetchFind.com to learn more about how a dog thinks. That's good. You got it. You got that's it. And also for parents, you can use some of this for your kids too. Let me tell you, this this extends to oh, husbands. That's fantastic. It does <laughs> extend to husbands, children, employees bosses. I mean, like you can use all of this stuff for anything that breathes. <laughs> That's awesome. Good to know. I, I might, I might have to check that out myself. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to spend with us today, Jamie. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks guys. Absolutely. Hang tight, pet lovers. Sit, stay just a few minutes more. We'll come right back and we will treat you with several leading edge new inventions like the smart tutor that Jamie mentioned that you can use for training your pooch. You are listening to Pet Lover Geek on Voice America's Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it will be 50 years from now. 
Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is Pet Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. If you'd like to connect with the show today, please call us at 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? You can also send an email to PetLoverGeek at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, and thanks for joining us today. This is National Train Your Dog Month, and we are chatting about tech products for dog trainings. And as a product that you've probably heard us mention quite a few times on the show, in fact, you just heard Jamie mention it in the last segment, is the Smart Animal Training Systems Pet Tutor. I think Jamie and I might have called it Smart Tutor, but it's called the Pet Tutor. And it is a really terrific new invention. And I am so excited that today we have Amanda Hessel, the creator of Pet Tutor, here on the show with us today. Amanda, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Uh, I cannot take credit for the actual uh, original idea about the Pet Tutor. That was my business partner, Wes Anderson. And uh, he's the one that originally had the big idea, and uh, it's it's been an awesome ride. We we've had fantastic headway since we started, and uh, people are loving the product. Oh, good. I'm thank you. Thank you for clarifying that. I guess I didn't know that. And in, and uh, we can talk about that in a minute uh, mm-hmm. about how it came into being. But I'd like to back up a little bit if it's okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. Because I want to start, and Jamie and I talked about this a little bit, but I really want to uh, dig into. Uh, positive reinforcement training uh, and and why it's so important and why it really is the best, most modern approach to dog training. I know that had a lot to do with how Pet Tutor was developed. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, the, the number one reason that I believe and that I've witnessed over the years that positive reinforcement is the path is because it really has, number one, the least side effects uh, in training. Because when you're using a kind, humane, uh, simple approach to reinforcing what you want, you're very unlikely to see side effects. Now, when you 
go to the punishment side, that's usually not going to be the, the case. Not that it can't be effective, but most of the time, if used, well, even when used properly, it can have really uh, some severe side effects. So uh, the science of positive reinforcement goes, you know, I mean, way, way back, but uh, most of us probably can relate to B.F. Skinner in our science class. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, uh, it's, it has science behind it, and it works, and it's, uh, it's also fantastic for the relationship part of the training, which is a benefit for both the human and the, the pet. So there's really, I just don't see any downside of it. Right, yeah, and there's certainly with some of the dominance training that's that's also frankly popular uh, nowadays, uh, and it's certainly out there in our media. Um, there is, there are quite a few downsides, and I've I've seen it personally myself. So I really appreciate that 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 you guys bring that up um, when we're talking about training. And at, like you mentioned, it is all about that relationship that you and the dog are building. And it's a really one-on-one, hands-on thing. And Jamie mentioned earlier, technology has not really played much of a part in dog training uh, up till now. But I want to chat with you about why sometimes it might really be necessary or really super beneficial to add technology instead of just you know delivering a treat by hand. Well, I think some of the most important reasons would be that, of course, it's the data. You can gather the information that you may not have been able to have before. Say, for instance, if you implement uh, recording a video while you're away or peeking in through some of the technology that you can use today and see what's really happening with your pet while you're gone. And see, is he really happy? Is he really laying on the couch? Or is he pacing and panting and foaming? I mean, you can get a lot of information and you can gather it. And, you know, in the case, uh, you can also take away the reinforcement from you or the reward Mm -hmm. so that it's coming from um, an an external place. So whether you leave the room and you're training, crate training, and you deliver a treat via say, our feeder, which drops into the crate while you're out of the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so that they're not, it's not, it's not about you being right. the, the catalyst for good behavior. It's oh. about good behavior being a catalyst yeah, it, for, for, for positive reinforcement. That's right, because you coming into the room to deliver that treat is extremely reinforcing. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. The, but the reinforcement coming when you're still in the other room and it came because the dog was quiet, Yeah, that is so powerful. That, that makes you, total sense. That makes total sense. And is that how Pet Tutor came into being and how the whole idea of it came into being? Tell me a little bit about how, how this all came about. Well, really in the beginning, I believe, and I can't totally speak for Wes, but he certainly wanted to have a product that was kind and humane and that would be an alternative to punishment Mm -hmm. and ways that you could reinforce and reward from a distance. And you could also find ways to, I guess, add an extra arm or an extra hand Mm -hmm. uh, so that if you were working with multiple dogs or in a kennel situation. So there were a lot of benefits to it. And uh, we wanted to, he, I know he said, it has to be quiet. It can't be scary. It has, you know, and so there were a lot of things throughout the way. And we talked to hundreds and hundreds of trainers. And they were the, they were really very powerful in their information that they gave us that really developed the tool along the way. Because it came with things like, wouldn't it be great? Mm -hmm. And if it could do this. 
And frankly, we got a little carried away. Uh, <laughs> I, I have no idea what you're talking about uh, as a developer myself. I, <laughs> yes, you, all the bells and whistles, you wanted to put it in the first time round. Right. Yeah. So we did. And, um, you know, but it, it still worked beautifully. And those that wanted to just deliver a, a reward from the pet tutor as it is a feeder to drop into the bowl by the press of a button, they could do that or they could do fancy schmancy things. So right. that's, uh, you know. Okay, so, so imagine, so people are listening, so they can't actually see this in front of them. So, so give us just a kind of a paint a little picture about the, the, the standard way a pet tutor works. So really the way it works is it looks a little bit, it's shaped a little bit like a Quaker oatmeal uh, box. You know, it's mm-hmm. a cylinder and, it, and, and you fill it up with your dog's favorite uh, food or treats or a combination of the two. You can really mix just about anything you'd like to put in it. It can even be moist, but it can't, it can't be drippy. Right, right. Right. So it's, it's pretty much delivers just a few at a time, a few pieces. So each time, let's say you were to implement or press the button uh, via your app, it's going to deliver uh, a couple pieces of food and it can do it a few different ways. It could attach the outside of the crate so it could fall into the crate. It can drop into a bowl or it can hang up high and deliver from above or it can chase out the back and kind of create like a chase game or a foraging game for the dogs. I love, I love the, I just have this visual of it coming from above, like mana from heaven, you know. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> you know, some dogs actually think when that happens that it's popping up from the floor and how glorious that is. Like, oh, oh maybe one's going to pop up over there. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> right, that's, yeah. That's they love that. They love that. I, I would want to see just the videos of how the dogs react when the <laughs> treat does pop up. I think that would be hilarious. <laughs> uh, and, and I love that you mentioned that there's an app. So it's, it's not just the device. There's other aspects to it like apps and other tech tools that can interact with it correct yeah that's kind of two parts so we have a couple different apps uh one specifically that will uh it's just acts as your remote so you connect via bluetooth um and you'll be able to deliver uh your reinforcement via the app and it just has a little feed button. And it also has other settings, like if you wanted it to feed every five seconds or every 10 seconds, it would deliver. Or if you want it to be random, uh, things like that. So you're able to deliver, um, you know, over a period of time, depending on what the training would be. Right. Mm-hmm. But there's other tools, too, that interact with it, Correct. Yes, we. Uh, the other app that we have is we is a barking app, and basically uh, it's listening for the bark, and it's reinforcing for quiet and and nice periods of quiet, so that you're not going to ever reinforce the bark. And then we also have outside companies uh, like Pup Pod, or well, we have others that are developing things because we are open architecture. We believe that the industry should work together to create positive technology to bring solutions for people with pet problems. Our product is a training tool. It's not really just to delight the human. It's really to help the human and the animal come together. And and it's a communication tool because if the animal understands, I did that right. She loved that. It happened. Whatever. The universe paid me. Whatever the reason they understand, it's 
the confusion of training when sometimes they don't understand what you want. But with this kind of a tool, it's uh, all about the communication and making it clear. I, and I love, I love that you guys are open architecture and that you're working with other companies to do this. That is fantastic. Um, and, and you just mentioned a really cool thing. You mm-hmm. mentioned the barking app. And so mm-hmm. Jamie and I were just talking about, you know, shock collars and eh, not the best thing in the world. So tell, mm-hmm. how would using a pet tutor versus a shock collar or bark collar, how would that differ? What would that look like? Well, basically, you're just rewarding for quiet. And you're not punishing the bark with a shock, you're reinforcing the silence. So the communication to the dog is, it really pays to be quiet. And as you work with a dog over, t- over time, you're able to uh, make the rewards longer and longer between and also random you don't have to you just have to keep saying it's kind of like keep going you're doing a good job you're be continuing to be quiet that's you know that's working and this app will uh we have uh it will listen for the bark and it will also help you understand while you're gone how much your dog barked how often you know how often it will give you the data for that and is it connected to the phone? So you have to have a phone there near the device or? Right. Is it- well, correct. Most people actually use an iPad or a, um, a some sort of a pad. Uh, I see. Uh, so like, you can, yeah. Something that can stay home uh, and, right. and, and run the app in the background while you're gone out and about with your smartphone, which if you're like me, your smartphone is connected to your hip and it's like a second arm for a third arm for me. <laughs> um, are, are That's there- right. Uh, are there other examples that you can give us? Because this sounds like it can be an incredibly powerful tool. So what other types of training or stories have you heard about how this type of technology can help with training? The, probably the most uh, important reason that pet tutor is used is for separation anxiety. Uh, we find that people are using it to give uh, the, you know, reward the dog when they leave the room and so to make it fun. Uh, and to make it a little bit less, uh, you know, it's a slow process. It's not a magic bullet. But they they love it. They're using it. And they're be- really people that are specialized, especially in it, are having great successes with it. Fantastic. And I think that, didn't you say that you, you were telling me earlier you had a, a, a personal story with you and Walter. Oh, yes. My great Dane. He was a uh, foster failure. Oh. And uh, yes, uh-huh. <laughs> we've all had them. <laughs> uh-huh. 125 pounds of uh, love. But he absolutely, when he came to us, was not well potty trained or was showing some signs of separation anxiety. So right away, quickly, we needed to learn how to uh, make him comfortable and happy in his crate. It was uh, a slow process. I was very methodical about it. I used the pet tutor the entire way. Uh, in the beginning just to eat his meals in there uh, via the pet tutor and in the end today where we are now is I'm able to leave him uh, for about a three hour period at the most quietly Uh, he just goes right in relaxes and where we started was he was foaming and I could only train for one or two minutes before uh, I, I just you know we couldn't go on to make it too uncomfortable for him oh my gosh poor guy and how, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. how old was he when you got him he was about 18 months old. He had been locked in a basement for a very long time, and they had given up on him. And we actually he had to be carried out as a skeleton. And uh, so 
his life story was a very tragic one, and and uh, I'm thrilled that he was able to uh, be comfortable, and we were able to keep him. I think it really saved the adoption. I don't know what else we would have done. I, I oh God, poor, first of all, bless you for taking him in and working so hard. And I think it that is so key that people hear that that these things don't happen overnight. That they take time. About how much time did it take you to get Walter to where he is now from when you first adopted him? I bet it was a solid six months before I was really comfortable leaving him for anything more than one hour. Mm-hmm. And uh, we worked really hard, and he worked hard, and and everyone was on board. Everyone in the family, um, house cleaner, everybody that was ever had uh, the the walker, anybody. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, good for you. And I love hearing stories about how your tech can help with that. So tell people, how can they find uh, the pet tutor online or in other places? We are sold online at www.pettutor.biz. What was the last of it? Dot what? Biz. Biz, B-I-Z. Oh, B-I-Z. Great. I'll make sure I put that on our um, Facebook page as well. And thank you again so much for coming in today, Amanda. It was terrific having you. Uh, and, and as I mentioned before, we've been talking about you a lot. We hope to have Pup Pod on a little bit later, which is one of the tools that you uh, are working with, which is really exciting. So good on you. Good on Walter uh, and everything that you guys have done to develop this great tool. Uh, honored to be here. Thank you so much. You're most welcome. Hang tight, everyone. We will be back in just a minute, and we are going to talk about how you can get a good dog in a box. We'll be right back on Pet Lover Geek. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. This is Pet Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. If you'd like to connect with the show today, please call us at 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. 5788. Feeling shy? You can also send an email to petlovergeek at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. 
Welcome back, my geeky pet lovers. Today we are celebrating National Train Your Dog Month, and we're digging into some really great new tools that are either online or technology things that you can get that will help you train your pooch into a model citizen. Now, I'm not sure if you remember a couple episodes back, a bunch of us were talking about our favorite new techie pet products from last year. And one of the questions that came up was, hey, how do you guys find out about these great products? And so we brought on uh, a guest, uh, Jessica Williams, who talked about subscription boxes. And one of the ones that she introduced us to was this great subscription box called Good Dog in a Box. So, and you've guessed it, that uh, subscription box is focused on tools for training our dogs. So it fits in perfectly to today's show. So we've invited on the show... Kim Butler and Jim Merritt, the founders of Good Dog in the Box, to chat with us. Welcome to the show, Kim and Jin. Thank you. Thank you. We, I'm really excited. This is kind of like fun when, when things happen like this just perfectly. And it's great that you guys can uh, share with us a little bit about what people can expect if they were to subscribe to the Good Dog in a Box subscription. What would they get? What, would, what should they expect? Jen, you want to handle this one, or you want me to answer? Uh, well, let let me start off, and Kim, you can just you can just add in as uh, as we talk about some of the elements of the program. So, what people can expect is to get uh, monthly uh, modules, information, and training exercises about um, uh, dog body language, about um, how to train dogs to do basic commands and basic manners things that help dogs really be good members of the household. And the two programs, one of them is specifically designed for kids. So the kids are involved in the dog's training. The kids are learning about how to be safe around their dog and other dogs. Uh, The other program is designed for dogs that have um, stress and anxiety. So it's a monthly subscription box uh, for dogs that have Um, separation anxiety or travel anxiety, um, uh, issues that everybody, it seems like, uh, you know, want to address these in one way or another. So our program is really just an innovative way to give people uh, tools for dealing with uh, a variety of different uh, training issues, whether it be with um, training their dogs to be good members of the family or working through some sort of stress or anxiety issue. And it's really unique how the program works. So when you sign up, you are going to get a box in the mail every month that's delivered to your house that has activity guides that lead you through the program and training games, as we call them, training exercises that actually show you very simply. And the Good Dog in a Box program is designed for kids ages 5 to 12. So very simply shown how you can do these exercises with your dog. You get a training tool. One month, it's a halty harness. One month, it's a set of leashes. Uh, one month, it is a Kong. One month, it's our dog smart uh, uh, card game. So every month, you're getting a tool. The uh, exercises are leading you through how to use that tool. And then along with it, you also get an online subscription. So you have access to each of the trainings that you're doing with your dog. You're not only reading about them as they come in cards in the box, but you can go online. You can watch Jen and her dogs and 19 different kid dog trainers that we had work with us through the filming of each and every exercise. 
exercise. So you can go online and you can watch it being done, which is really very helpful, particularly for children um, who learn visually as opposed to reading. And brand new that we just are, are introducing along with it, you also get an app, the Hydrant app, which has a whole bunch of other great features, lets you um, manage your dog's healthcare records and, and events and appointments in your whole dog's life, but it also serves all of our training videos. So regardless of whether you're in front of your computer or whether you're out in the backyard, you're going to have access to actually watch each of the training sessions, each of the games that you can do with your dog that particular month and it drips new content that matches what is showing up at your house every single delivery wow, that's so great yes it's that's, a lot of fun that is really awesome and I, I know that the geeks that are listening to the show are like oh great an app because if, if a lot of the folks that are listening to the show are like me and I want something that's you know in my on my smartphone I can access it anywhere um, so even if I'm traveling with my dog or whatever, I can still get all that great information. That's fantastic. And how, what gave you guys the idea to do this in the first place? Well, it's funny. Jen and I, I mean, Jen's been a professional dog trainer for, gosh, how long, Jen? 12, 13 years? Yes. So, you know, we've for back and forth for years tried to figure out how to get her positive reinforcement message out to the world and and couldn't really figure out I mean people have done books and they've done you know training cards we couldn't really come up with something unique and just by chance uh, about a year and a half ago I was speaking at um, an ASBDC conference out in San Francisco sat in on a keynote that another presenter was giving and they were talking about a subscription box business and it hit me like a ton of bricks that wow this is a great fun exciting way that we can get the word of positive reinforcement dog training out there, give people the tools they actually need to do the job, and then show them how to do it in a fun way that I, I think will be very interesting to uh, families with kids and dogs. Yeah, and especially this sounds like it would be really perfect, too, with folks that are getting that that first dog, you know, new pet parents, folks who maybe aren't really sure where to start. This is a really great way to kind of dole out, as you say, the training over a systematic time period. Absolutely. Awesome. And well, I think it's, it's, it's really important that we, we wanted to address things using uh, a positive method and a method that not only is safe and effective for adults to use, but is equally safe and effective for kids. Because I think that involving kids in the dog's life and in the dog's training is absolutely necessary for building uh, building bonds between children and their dogs and the family. And one of our big goals is keeping dogs in the family, keeping dogs out of shelters for um, you know various reasons to try and and keep families together. So uh, this program was just it was ideal. It was just a great new. Um, different, innovative way to get the information out to families that need it the most. And the other thing that I want to mention, along with what Jen is saying, Jen came up with the entire curriculum based on all of her um, experience in working with a, a lot, tons and tons of people over the past 13 years and with shelters and whatnot. But also part of the program, the good dog program, you know, a lot of times there's a single parent in the house that ends up being the caregiver and the responsibility person for for the, the fluffy four-legged family members. This program is really sharing that responsibility. There's not only a, a training 
uh, section, but each month you're getting a loving and a learning section. So you're learning what you can do to be your dog's best friend. And that includes cleaning up the yard and feeding your dog and brushing your dog and all the different things that a, a good responsible dog owner going to the vet and all these important things. Um, it goes over that as well. So children are learning not only how to teach the dog to sit, they're also learning how to appropriately pet their dog. We use Tellington T-Touch, which is just a fabulous way to teach kids how to pet and interact with their dog that's gentle. And, you know, all along the way, they're learning these fun things to do, but they're also learning dog safety, how to not get bitten by a dog. Um, It's all interwoven into the curriculum we created. Oh, that's really, that is awesome. It's so, it's, it's so, that's, it's, it's so comprehensive. I just love that. And, and if you've ever listened to our show before, you'll, you'll know that being a responsible pet parent is one of our mantras that we keep putting out there over and over again, because it is a, 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 a wide range of things that you have to do. It isn't just one thing that you do and then you check off the list of who I'm a good pet parent. There's a lot of different things that have to do with it. And I understand that you have, to that end, you have some really exciting news as far part of celebrating National Train Your Dog Month. You have a new series, right? We do. Um, Jen and I uh, developed a free, totally free, anybody can watch it, anybody can participate. It's called Welcome Home, and it is a video series that leads a new pet parent through what to do with this brand new dog that's running around their house the first two weeks. Because the first two weeks are so important to establish good routines and establish what the rules of the household are. So each day of the first two weeks, there is a different video. You see Jen and you see her dogs and she's going to lead you through different exercises, um, everything from socializing your new pet with other people and other dogs to house training, feeding schedules, the top 10 things to have on hand before the dog ever gets in the house. Because we want to make sure that when that dog gets there, it stays there and it doesn't get dumped at a shelter because you didn't have the tools and the help that you needed to make the dog a good member of your family. And so Welcome Home is is our way to help people get started off on the right paw with their uh, with their training. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. And, and, and this is one of your ultimate goals, isn't it, for Good Dog in a Box as far as keeping pets uh, home and keeping them out of the shelters. What other kind of goals do you have um, for, for a company like Good Dog in a Box? Well, I think a, a big one for us is uh, keeping kids safe. I think that is is just a huge one. And one of the organizations that I'm very proud to be associated with is uh, Family Paws Parent Education. And the focus of Family Paws is helping growing families um, be safe around the dog, whether it's a, a dog that's been adopted into a family with young children or whether it's a family that has dogs and they are having a baby. So we wanted to really develop some develop some. Uh, resources for parents to use with their kids and things that would be um, colorful and engaging and um, innovative and fun, fun for the whole family to, to, to watch, to, to do together. So one of, the, one of the big goals is that we are educating kids, we're reducing dog bites um, because I think so, so many of the, of the bites that happen 
especially to young children, could have been prevented. So dog bite prevention is a, is a big part of what we want to be doing moving forward. And, and this, there's a program that uh, you mentioned when, uh, before the show, the Safe Dog Bite Prevention Program. Tell us a little bit about that and how that all wraps into this. So we wanted to come up with um, kind of, again, uh, an innovative, engaging way to educate kids about how to be around dogs safely. And we, uh, what we did two separate programs. We did Safe for Dogs You Know and Safe for Dogs You Don't Know. And each one of these programs has a video that's associated with it. And they're just really simple things that kids can do um, with their bodies to just stay calm around a dog they don't know or uh, whether it's around a dog they do know, being being appropriate, um, not doing things to the dog that, that could be considered um, risky. So we, we wanted to just develop these these. Uh, two separate programs to give kids and adults some new tools, a new way to think about being safer around dogs. Um, because that's, that's one of the big reasons, unfortunately, that a lot of dogs end up in shelters is because um, something's happened. Something's happened between the dog and the child, and there's been a relationship and a trust breakdown. So these two programs are, again, free on our website. There are resources there. There are posters. There are things to color for kids. Um, they're just two different ways that we can kid, keep kids safer around dogs they know and around dogs they don't know. And let me throw in, particularly for your uh, for your tech geek um uh, listeners out there, there's actually a third component of that program, and that's how to stay safe with your dog playing Pokemon Go. When the Pokemon oh, that's awesome. Go, it was, <laughs> well, it, it, you know, that craze hit, and we thought, oh, this would make such a cute video. And actually, um, it's we've been just astounded at the response of, of, all of all three of the safe programs that we did. But the Pokemon Go one um, has been picked up internationally. We've had it translated into Spanish at the request of um, um, some new dog friends over in Spain. And I mean, it's just been a lot, a lot of fun. But there are adorable animated videos that go with each of these. There's a free download of uh, ebooks and kits, like Jen was saying. But um, all three of them are just adorable. And they were made to be engaging and fun. And you can learn how to play the safe game that every child should know how to do um, to stay safe around dogs. And it's, it's funny because when Jen was putting all this together, I, I, I was like, I believe you that it works, but really is it that simple? And my husband and I were out on a walk in our neighborhood about oh, probably about six months ago. There was a loose dog, a nasty loose dog that came up to us barking. He was not happy. And we, I said, Jim, be quiet and play the safe game. And we played the safe game in the middle of the street. And I'll be darned if that dog lost interest in us, walked away, no harm done. So I can tell you firsthand that safe game works, our safe program. Program um, works, and um, it's just a great thing uh, for for kids to know how to do. Awesome, I love that. Now, tell us once again, where can they go to find Good Dog in a Box and all these really terrific resources? GoodDogInABox.com. 
It's that easy. Fantastic. (laughs) Well, thank you, Jen and Kim, so much for coming on and joining us today. It has been an absolute pleasure. And I know that a lot of what you shared uh, is going to be really exciting news, especially for uh, parents that are not only pet parents, but also human parents as well. I want to thank again, Jamie Migdahl from Fetch Find and Amanda Hessel from Smart Tutor for also joining us today. All of you ladies were wonderful. I hope you come back and visit us again. Please come back next Saturday as we dish about tech tools for traveling pet parents. You just don't want to miss that one. And until then, give your fur kids a scratch behind the ears for me, and we'll see you next time on Pet Lover Geek on Voice America's Variety Channel. Thank you for tuning in this week for Pet Lover Geek. Please join your hosts, Lori and Clemens, for another edition next Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go grab your best friend and take them out and enjoy the rest of your weekend. Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. If you'd like to connect with the show today, please call us at 1 866 472 5788. Again, that's 1 866 472 5788. Feeling shy? You can also send an email to petlovergeek at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. <laughs> 